0: At Freedom HealthWorks, we're focused on putting medical professionals back in control of their practices. Utilizing a structured, tailored approach to business, startup, and operations, it could make sense for you to work with our professional team to avoid expensive pitfalls and, more importantly, expedite your journey to success. As we all know, time is money. If you're involved in the practice of medicine and desire to practice free of headaches and constraints, reach out for a no-obligation consultative conversation. Call us today at 317-804-1203 or visit FreedomHealthWorks.com.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare Americana. I am your host, Christopher Habig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. Healthcare Americana is a podcast for the 99% of people who get healthcare in America. We're not clinicians or policymakers. We're patients and caregivers, executives, and advocates who are fed up with the status quo and have a desire to change it. This podcast brings listeners backstage at innovative organizations with innovative individuals across America that are putting patients first by delivering exceptional care to anyone and everyone. Today, we're doing a special Veterans Day salute, and this is always an interesting uh, conversation to have when we bring in topics of healthcare and military members and those who are former military who might not want to play within governments, healthcare guidelines, and try to find different avenues of what is available for them and organizations that are willing to reach out and help some of our most vulnerable members of society who also decided that it was their calling to serve our country in, in, in amazing ways. Joining me today is the, is the wonderful crew from the Magnus Veterans Wellness Campus outside of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're starting off with Dr. Isaac Ingham, who is the Medical Director of Magnus Veterans and also the CEO and Physician of Deploy Health Family Practice. Brad Nyland, the Executive Director of the Magnus Veterans Foundation, and Dr. Sean Alderman, the Founder and President of Magnus Veterans. Gentlemen, welcome to Healthcare Americana. appreciate you taking time to put together this special episode. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. Dr. Alderman, I'm going to reach out to you first here as as the Founder uh, and President of the Magnus Veterans Foundation. Give us a little bit of overview of Magnus and and really, I want to start digging into, you know, why your facility uh, exists in the first place and why you went down this
2: road. Yeah, no, again, I appreciate you having us on, Christopher. Um, the, uh, so essentially, I spent 31 years in the Army. I retired in uh, 2019. I enlisted in uh, 1988 as an Airborne Infantryman, and then I became a Special Forces Operator. And then I became a doctor taking care of uh, Special Forces and their families. And my last job was as the, uh, the group surgeon or the, the head physician for a 5th Special Forces group, which is the group responsible for the Middle East. And as you can imagine, the, uh, the 19 years leading up to that, we were, we were pretty busy. And it was starting to take its toll on our operators and their families. We had uh, guys with horrible PTSD, families that were on the verge of imploding. You know, some of my guys were on their 10th deployment. So you're talking six months on, one year off. And uh, so, very, very busy. So, the Army instituted a, a program for special operations called the Preservation of the Force and Family, and essentially, it was a comprehensive approach to all things health and performance, physical, spiritual, social, and psychological. And as a group surgeon for Fifth Special Forces Group, I put this. Uh, I started this initiative for our unit. And as a family medicine physician, you know, comprehensive care like this made sense to me. So we, we instituted it and uh, I saw it work. I saw take guys that were with horrible PTSD, make them well again, redeployed them, and families that were on the verge of imploding uh, come back together. So I saw this program work and I knew when I got out, um, I wanted to do something uh, along these lines for veterans. So that's what uh, we did. We stood up the Magnus Veterans Foundation in Dayton, Minnesota. We received a very generous gift of a $4 million estate where we've created the Magnus Veterans Wellness Campus, which is essentially where we deliver those services that I that I talked about. And uh, we opened four months ahead of schedule on June 1st. And as you know, Dr. Ingholm is our, our medical director, and, and he's been leading the charge there. And Brad is our executive director, has uh, has helped us push into the future. And I'll stop there for whatever questions you might have.
1: Well, there's a lot of questions, you know, even going <laughs> back to the- <laughs> yeah. As, as somebody who's an avid uh, history buff and, and military history buff, you know, a lot of questions uh, coming about that. But I'm going to try to stay on point here as much as we, we possibly can. So, you know, once again, you know, thank you all, all, all you gentlemen uh, for your service and, and what you're doing here. The first line of questioning in my mind comes into it and says, you know, Dr. Romney, who are the military members and veterans that are using your facility and, seeing the most positive outcomes, so I'll, I'll start there.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So we, we serve essentially the, uh, the metro area and suburban area of, uh, of Minneapolis. And uh, within that area, there's about 42,000 vets and family members. So we, and also I want to say that we thought it was very important to take care of family members of veterans as well. That's something the VA does not do. And uh, my first deployment was Mogadishu, Somalia in, in 1993. And my last one was Syria in 2017 and everything in between. And I and everybody else who deployed know that our families serve just as hard as we do. So the idea of our families not being included in this comprehensive health plan or program just uh, wasn't going to happen with us. So we take care of veterans and their families. But our, our, our member, we call them members because it's much more than a patient experience because we have uh, professionals from all four of those pillars, physical, spiritual, social, psychological, and Isaac leads the glue that binds essentially, which is primary care. And uh, they get access to all that stuff, but they have to sign an oath uh, that they're committed to all pillars. This is not a place where you come pick and choose. They essentially commit to being the best version of themselves, physically, spiritually, socially, and psychologically. And the idea is that we, we lift these folks up and get them to where they want to go. They define it. We don't define it. And then they go on to do great things for the community and the public.
1: Dr. <clears throat> Isaac, former military yourself, uh, also heard the calling into medicine with your own direct primary care practice, Deploy Health. You know, Dr. Alban mentioned how things differ from what they can see at the, at the VA from a family standpoint. If... You're seeing a patient, you know, in Magnus uh, and ultimately, you know, with your own practice and deploy, what are you able to do and, and treatment options for that person that they might not experience going through traditional TRICARE or the VA system?
0: So, the most important part of the care delivery and, and really what is at the core of the Magnus mission is to give these members time. And that's something that, unfortunately, in in the big systems, you know, the big box systems, time is fleeting, and it's very rare for you to be able to spend a significant amount of time in front of a physician. We know that on average, care is delivered within about 17 minutes, you know, for these encounters. And so, uh, I've found both in previous experiences, and now at Magnus, that even 25 minutes, half an hour is not nearly enough time For these particular individuals to come in and tell their story, tell their narrative of where they came from and where they are presently. Uh, So, I'm finding it takes at least an hour typically to sit with these individuals or their family members and hear their narrative of their experiences and to develop that relationship that is crucial to uh, to create a care plan. And so, uh, I know for a fact that that's not happening outside of Magnus. It's not happening elsewhere in Minnesota. And the patients will say that over and over again, I've never spent this much time with with a doctor or a care team before as as I have here in this space. And so, that really speeds up our care planning probably in a a matter of months. You know, what usually would take several visits spread out over many weeks, now we can jump to conclusions very quickly, you know, within a couple hours of, of meeting these patients or their family members. So that's one care delivery difference that makes us kind of superior in my mind. And then the other thing that's pretty neat about our five pillars is that we can offer things like mindfulness, yoga, lakeside, because we are a lakeside facility. Those are things that you don't have access to in, in other parts of the country, or, or even in other parts of Minnesota. Uh, and so, uh, for us to be able to to utilize other, uh, you know, non typical services. And bring those to our members is pretty neat. Uh, Group workouts with our doctor of physical therapy on Monday mornings, you know, where you get all different people of all different life stages, all exercising together as kind of mimicking how we used to do group PT in the military, uh, but bringing it to the next phase of life. These are things that, that you don't typically see and other outpatient settings. And so I love watching them happen. I love showing up to work and seeing a bunch of cars out and, uh, you know, folks in every stage of life participating in these uh, healing exercises together.
1: Brad, I want to kick it over to you here as the executive director, handling most of the day-to-day activities. What's it like? We've heard, you know, the why from Dr. Alleman of why this, this organization was started. We've heard from Dr. Engelm a little bit about what some of the, the services uh, and benefits entail. I want to focus really on the how from the day-to-day side, from your point of view, how are you able to put all these incredible services together and then really put the flag up there and say, hey, guys, we're here to help and attract the people that need you the most?
3: Well, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, th- that's a very uh, difficult question to answer. There are so many moving parts here, and especially when you're, you're literally a startup organization, which we are. Um, we opened up, as Dr. Alderman said, four months early. Um, and so the idea really behind trying to make sure that we're doing things the right way is, is sort of a comfort level. So if when we're, we're going through and we're doing basically one step at a time, and if we're doing one step at a time, hopefully we're doing it well. And then as we're doing things well, we're doing things better and better. And we become basically smarter as we go about trying to, you know, in the nonprofit world, uh, uh, make the dollar go further and further. And obviously, in direct primary care, there's a lot of similarities there. But on a day-to-day basis, it's, I think our, one of our biggest challenges is we've got a 37-acre estate here. So we've got a, a lot of work that happens, a lot of moving parts just within the estate and the, and the property. And of course, the wellness campus is, sits inside of all of that. So we, we have challenges in terms of getting people where they need to get, how they need to get there. It's a challenge. But I think at the end of the day, when we're doing things one step at a time, we're able to learn as we go and, and frankly, plan as we go. So it's, I think taking the experts that we have here with Dr. Alderman and, and Dr. Isaac, you know, all I'm trying to do is use my nonprofit experience to try to do what we can, uh, delivering the best care we can with our mission.
2: And hey, Christopher, I'd like to add on that. Yeah. So it's not just you know, myself, it's not just uh, Isaac, and it's not just uh, Brad or Bridget, uh, who's our uh, chief of operations well. It's the entire community. And that's really what separates us, not just from traditional big box uh, health systems, but also other uh, direct primary care models. We engage the community. And that community uh, really is central to our model because closing that gap that exists between veteran families and community is what's going to lead to true healing, not just for our individuals, but for society at large. And volunteerism, volunteers, volunteers. We we have a huge volunteer army here, and uh, we were able to reduce our overhead substantially just through volunteers who come. We have families who come weed for for a day and and do stuff like that. So it's all about leveraging community. It's all about leveraging volunteers. And the good thing about that is people are incredibly supportive of our veteran families. I I personally believe we are really, we're putting tribe back into warrior, right? So this is our community basically embracing uh, the men and women and saying, hey, you went to war, would have gone to war for us, we've got you. And that's, uh, that's something that uh, the VA um, and and other uh, health systems just can't provide that grassroots sort of embrace, if you will.
1: It's an incredible distinction. I'm, I'm, you know, thank you for bringing that up. It's just the community factor. You know, Dr. Isaac, from, from your experience running, running a uh, drug primary care practice being on the streets and helping people when their pharmacies were shut down and you know unrest and and riots last year i mean the impact that a physician and an organization such as magnus can make on the local community i think a lot of people forget about that right they want to focus on what's happening in washington dc they don't want to focus what's on what, what's going on in their own backyards and what you guys are doing is saying you know what what is what is happening to our, our local residents they, these people need our help just as much and, you know, I salute you for it. Dr. Altman, let me, let me go to you for this one. Are you getting phone calls from all around the country, people saying, hey,
2: we need a Magnus in, in my community? Absolutely. Uh, um, we've got Fergus Falls that, that ha- has some interest in, in developing the next wellness campus uh, ranch down in, in Texas. And we, we've kind of told them to hold off for now, because what we want to do is validate and vet this program. And, uh, and then we're going to take it, take it statewide and then nationwide because we honestly believe that this is how we truly heal our veterans and their families. And I, I also didn't mention earlier, 95% of our donations come within a 50 mile radius, which is huge. Wow. You know, we, we do not have, we're not taking grants right now, we're applying for some, but we don't, uh, uh, we, we don't have any grants, so we're not beholden to them. All these services are 100% free to our members, veterans and, and their families all covered by $50 a month uh, donations from community members.
1: I love it keeps dollars local. And again, that's amazing stat that you just you don't see even in medical care. My world of Freedom Health Works can't tell you how many people, employers, patients saying, yeah, I could go buy medical services, but then it goes to some corporate owned hospital that is headquartered states and states away or health insurance premiums that they leave the local economy and poof, you know, it, it's gone. You never see it again, but keeping it, again, keeping care local is such an incredible, incredible mission, incredible drive that you guys are are seeing there. Um, Dr. Isaac, you know, talking about the five pillars that Magnus provides, obviously, as the medical director, what are you seeing in in trying to keep this team together and really take care of the Magnus members and the people that's benefiting? Uh, What kind of challenges are you seeing on, you know, creating a diverse I'm going to use the term medical home.
0: Sure. So the first barrier is something that we've talked about before, but it's it's the barrier of CMS and Medicare law um, as we're delivering these direct cares to CMS beneficiaries. So, you know, and yesterday I spent a significant amount of time with a lawyer and our physical therapist working out some some of the idiosyncratic stuff for us to make sure that we are following all the rules and abiding by Medicare law while also providing high-quality care to our members and the Medicare beneficiaries. So, law is always a barrier to the direct care process, as you know, and uh, many of the listeners are, are well aware of that, so I won't belabor that point. But I think the, the other piece is, is just because we do have such a wide variety of different caregivers and at this point, they're all, to keep costs low, they're all individual contracts. Uh, but it's just making sure that all of the different contractors are indoctrinated with the mission of serving veterans. And so, recruiting was the hardest part for this mission. And it took many, many months to recruit the right people for the job because you can't just select anybody and say, hey, you're going to come take care of, of veterans and their family members. And so, all of the, the folks, our, our doctor of physical therapy is a veteran himself, uh, served in the Guard. Our uh, psychologic provider, our counselor, uh, she spent a decade in the Wisconsin Police Force, which we consider paramilitary here at Magnus. It's the same type of trauma exposure as, as our military brothers and sisters. And so, all of the folks that participate, and obviously our founder, the Special Forces, and then myself uh, as a as an Air Force aviator, we we all bring unique experience, but it's all very uh, military or paramilitary related. Oh, our chaplain, by the way, Air Force uh, veteran as well. So getting them all to be indoctrinated and on the same page with the mission is probably the most difficult uh, part. Otherwise, you could just go on on Indeed or Monster and, and set out hey, we're recruiting this position for this many bucks, come on down and we can interview three people and pick the lowest bid and and shove them into a a corner and see what happens. Uh, But that would never work for us and our patients would suffer, I believe. So with a lot of conversations and careful recruiting, we've been able to put a care team together that's, I think, just one of the most superior care teams uh, that these veterans and their family members could ever experience. And that's been the feedback, honestly, that they've been giving one at a time. It's just they can't believe the types of services that they're receiving on campus.
1: And I'm sure there's just absolutely no no military rivalry going on between any of the leadership or the patients or anything like that, right? There's no,
0: <laughs> no so jokes right, about baby. the different branches, no, I'm sure, right? It's none all professional, of that, right? We, all the we, time. We, it never comes up Air Force, you know, Air Force stuff never comes up with our army guys, you know. Yeah.
2: You, <laughs> you know, that's that that that's uh that that's something we share with our our patients as well. The, the fact that uh, all of us uh, were either veterans or family members of veterans or have extensive experience taking care of veterans is really what differentiates us from the VA. This isn't just a job; this is a passion from people who walk the same walk as our patients have. And, and what that does is that 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 helps us speed up that rapport building. Right? They come in, they see Isaac, they they see the cool picture of him with his uh, flying a jet with his helmet, looking like Tom Cruise. And, uh, you know, but that, that, that's immediate buy-in from them. And, and, and as far as caregiving goes, or as, as them following care plans, that, that, that only promotes that, assists that.
1: I, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but I think Tom Cruise was in the Navy during the filming of Top Gun. I just want to be <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, correct, but he looked like it. <laughs> uh, I, I got to defend Dr. Isaac a little bit. Yeah, All the right. Navy is underrepresented
0: in this meeting, so we'll <laughs> let, we'll
1: let that, those those guys slide. There's a lot of water to cover up in Minnesota. I'm sure they don't have – I'm surprised they don't have a bigger presence up there. You would think. Yeah. I want to – Brad, from, from, again, being the executive director there – you might have a special view of what it takes to run care facilities for our men and women in uniform. What are some of the biggest challenges you see to taking care of that subset of our population? And why isn't this type of a model proliferating across the United States?
3: Yeah, so, so my background is not in medical or care at all. Um, so my background is in nonprofit and the management of nonprofit. So this is a bit eye-opening for myself, but I do know that you have to be real. I think you have to be honest with our members, and and I am very honest. I'm not a I'm not a vet, and my connection is my dad was a vet. He was in Korea, and, and and frankly, he he killed himself, and so I have a very strong connection here. But I also find it that I don't portray to be a vet. I'm very open. I'm very honest, and I get to know um, not every certainly not every member that we have, but a number of them. And I think that's one of the challenges that people don't understand when you, when you're running a facility like this, it's, you better be, you better be honest, you better be clear. And I, and I think it, it sort of goes both ways. I think my experience here has been with veterans coming in They're they're very leery of me because I'm not one of them, so to speak. And so I, uh, I just believe that being sincere with them and, and um, being direct with them and and telling my story, because I think we all have a story to share. Absolutely. So, so that's kind of my approach.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm sure that, um, you know, your heart and passion shines through, right? You, you talked about how important it is to build culture. And, and Dr. Isaac, Dr. Alman, you brought that up, that the culture of this place is, is one of the key drivers to opening people up and, and saying, all right, I actually feel welcome here. Dr. Alman, I'll give you kind of the last word here, you know, as far as what kind of challenges you see just locally and then regionally and then nationally. Go up from there when it comes to caring for our veterans.
2: First is getting the word out to, to uh, veterans that are out there. We've got multiple different marketing processes going on, but by far the most effective has been word of mouth because uh, veterans have seen me on the news. They, they've, they've seen our, our social media presence, um, but until they hear it from another veteran, it doesn't, it's not real. And, and even more so, it's not real till they come here because people will see it on the news or whatever and they'll, okay, right, whatever. Somebody donated a $4 million estate to me and my family. But when they come here and they walk through the door and they look out that bay window and they see the property, I've had big muscular vets break down full on snot crying because of just how moved they are. And that's uh, pretty powerful. And Chris, I I don't know if we have time, but I'd love to share you uh, our latest uh, testimonial uh, from one of our, our members. And I'm going to read it. My name is Corporal Andrew Davison. I served in the United States Marine Corps from 2006 to 2011 as an infantryman. I served with 3rd Battalion 7th Marines in Iraq and Afghanistan and saw plenty of action in the Middle East. I was honorably medically discharged in 2011. I heard about the Magnus Veterans Foundation, and I went to an open house and spoke with the care staff. From the time I got there, I never felt judged, and the staff treated me like family. As I got to know them, they listened and didn't pass judgment. Unlike other veteran organizations, I personally feel more comfortable and confident that I'll be better treated and get the help I need at Magnus Veterans Foundation, a place I can finally call home. So that, that really says it all. And we've got lots of testimonials like that. Powerful.
1: Uh, it, it really is. It really is here. So I, I want to end with one last question over to Dr. Isaac. Your experience with Magnus and taking care and running these wonderful programs and your experience in the direct care model too, is the direct care model, do you believe that that is the best way to go in order for veterans and people who need it? All sorts of care, not just, hey, something's wrong. I need treatment here. I need that emotional. I need the mental. I need the spiritual like you guys have been talking about. Is that type of a model the best fit for them?
0: I think that direct care offers the time and space that's required for these patients in particular. I mean, I, I think all people benefit from it, uh, but specifically for the veteran population and their families, I don't think that there's any other model that can afford to provide this level of care and have the correct ratio of care team to patient so I can't imagine any other care providing model that will be superior to the direct care model, which is why Magnus has decided to go with it. And that's why I, I love the fact that my company can work in this space uh, because they need time. They need time and access. And that's something that we can provide.
1: Dr. Alderman, if somebody's looking for more information about Magnus or how to get involved in their you know, specific community and location with veterans, what's the best way to find out more information?
2: Yeah, the best way is to go to our website, magnusveteransfoundation.org, or uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We've got uh, forms there where they can sign up and become a member as a veteran or family member. And uh, we've got uh, sponsorship opportunities there as well. So if somebody wants to sponsor a veteran for $50 a month, which gives them access to all of our services and our grounds, all that can be done through our website.
1: Once again, that's Dr. Isaac Ingo, the Medical Director of Magnus Wellness Campus, Brad Nyland, the Executive Director, and Dr. Sean Allerman, Founder and President, all of Magnus Veteran Foundations. Once again, I'm your host, Christopher Habig, wishing you all a very happy Veterans Day and a sincere thank you to all our men and women for their service. Thanks for listening.
0: Check out healthcareamericana.com to hear all our episodes, visit the shop and learn more about the podcast. Healthcare Americana is produced by Taylor Scott and iPodcast Pro and managed by Melissa Turpin.
2: Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit FMMA.org.
1: Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry, and we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.